Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. So glad you're with us for the Tuesday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. We have two good martinis today, as well as one crazy, a familiar face. Andrew Cuomo will be in the, in the crazy one. But Jim, let's... Uh, Head back to the California recall. We had pretty much buried this idea as being something that could actually happen. The polls were looking better and better for Gavin Newsom. His um, approval numbers were in the high 50s for some inexplicable reason. His handling of the pandemic was approaching two-thirds in California. And then all of a sudden, things changed. Maybe. Uh, The LA Times commissioning a poll with the University of California, Berkeley, showing that among Californians most likely to vote, and that the phrasing is important, it's within the margin of error now. Uh, retain Newsom is still ahead, but just barely 50% to 47%. The sobering news here is that when you just look at registered voters in California, it's 5136 to retain. The problem here for Newsom is motivation, because uh, according to the same survey, 90% of Republicans expressed a high level of interest in the recall election, while just 58% of Democrats and 53% of independent voters were as interested, Jim. So, I mean, it still needs to be pretty much a, uh, a, a perfect showing here uh, on recall day next month. Um, and if I had to bet, probably still bet that Newsom survives. But this just got a lot closer than a lot of people would have expected. Indeed, Greg. I, I kind of had in my mind said, ah, okay, it looks like the cart recalls not really going anywhere. A lot of ang- people were angry about it at the height of pandemic restrictions. But, you know, as California started opening up, people started thinking about other things and they're just not as motivated about this. Maybe that's not the case. And one of the things that kind of jumped out at me, I realized, is that this is, you know, this recall election is supposed to be held September 14th. So one, it's not that far away. And the second thing that's kind of strange is that it's not uh you know first tuesday in november it is not the regular election day and you kind of let say okay well maybe people just aren't going to be uh all that motivated or, or you know that this is not going to be a high turnout situation it's not the sort of thing where um people will turn out to vote out of habit and you're starting to see a lot of comments from democratic political consultants in california that sound pretty nervous observing that like they always felt pretty good about newsom but this was the set of circumstances a very low turnout election where people just aren't uh, that fired up about it is, is the kind of circumstance where, okay, there might be enough passion on the side of the uh, uh, you know, Newsom opponents to, to get them, to put them over the top. And the second thing I'm kind of realizing is that, look, you know, we just had the news uh, right before we started taping. The CDC wants people who are fully vaccinated to start wearing uh, masks again because of the Delta variant. This is going to reopen a whole bunch of these issues of when are masks required, who has to wear them, do you have proof of vaccination, Uh, the state of California is also requiring all state employees to demonstrate proof of vaccination, or I believe they have to get a test demonstrating that they're negative once a week. You know, this is going to bring back all the pandemic stuff that was in the rearview mirror, and if Newsom was seen as the face of the nanny state, the guy going to the French laundry restaurant who believed the rules didn't apply to him, the guy who was putting all kinds of impositions and restrictions on the daily life of Californians. This might be turning at just the wrong point for him, um, that he might feel really good in, by November, or, or actually maybe it would be worse by November if the winter weather, we don't know. Um, but the idea is that you know this is if you're Newsom, you want as much of the pandemic in the rearview mirror as possible. 
And to have this whole burgeoning interest in a recall say, look, people were mad about the pandemic. It's not my fault. This thing is all in our rearview mirror. This thing is, you know, in the past. Now it may not be the case. And who knows? Maybe that uh, at that point, um, uh, you know, there's a possibility that uh, this may be really kind of curious about the thing is that, you know, there are 46 candidates on the ballot, 21 Republicans. But conservative talk show host Larry Elder yeah. is right now the currently most popular challenger among likely voters with 18 percent compared to the rest of the field. Governor Larry Elder, that would make this one of the wildest, almost as wild as Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I was going to say, it'd be hard to top 2003, but uh, we might just get there. And of course, you, know, you think, oh, look at that enthusiasm gap, 90% for Republicans, 58% for Democrats. Well, the party uh, affiliation in California is pretty lopsided, so I'm not actually sure um, which one still has, has more people who are motivated. But the thing that uh, is interesting about these California recalls that I remember from last time is it's you know it's a two-track race. Do you recall the current governor? Uh, and if he's retained, then the other contest doesn't count. But if they do recall him, then whoever gets the most votes, doesn't have to be a majority, uh, from that long list of candidates uh, becomes the new governor. And right now, there's no prominent Democrat that's in this race. Larry Elder's at about, I think, 18 percent. Former mayor of San Diego's in there. I think he's around 10 percent. Uh, Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner's down around 3 percent, not getting much traction. So I think until a uh, major Democrat gets in the race, that's our sign that that Newsom's not truly worried about this, right? Yeah, although, you know, I, I, it's one of those things where it's, if he's an asterisk uh, <laughs> to the uh, to the story of Arnold Schwarzenegger and his rise, but, but am I remembering correctly, Greg? Cruz Bustamante. Cruz Bustamante, was the yes. De facto Democratic choice in the in the runoff. That's right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then yeah. so, Bustamante, always an exciting, a fun name to say. So uh, <laughs> right. we'll see you. I, I I don't know what he's doing these days, but he might just want to check in. <laughs> he was the backup plan, but the backup plan did not work. Uh, Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger gets elected. So. So we, we will see. And it's interesting in some of these polls, you know, even if you think Newsom ought to stay, uh, a lot of those same people who think he should stay don't want him to win again in 2022. So we might get to the point just a year out, basically, from when he would be up for re-election of people going, you know what, let's just get somebody else. And so maybe that's the, the way we get rid of him a little bit sooner than we otherwise might have. But um, anyway, we know that uh, with numbers like these, Jim, the Republicans and the Democrats are not going to be mailing it in for this recall election. Uh, and if you do need to mail something in, you don't need to go to the post office. Look, uh, at least until some of these new CDC uh, guidelines, the summer was showing welcoming signs of a more normal life ahead. Finally, you can get back to enjoying life's little pleasures, you know, whether it's uh, actually spending time with other people. That's kind of nice. Uh, but one of the things you still don't need to do, go to the post office because you can mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer and pay a lot less, whether it's with the U.S. Postal Service or UPS, and you can do it at Stamps.com. Stamps.com brings the same U.S. Postal and UPS shipping services right to your computer. They make it easy for small businesses to mail and ship without needing to take a trip to the post office. You can print official U.S. postage and shipping labels 24-7 without having to leave your desk or buy any fancy equipment. All you need is your computer and a standard printer. 
Once your mail is ready, you just schedule a pickup or you drop it off. It's just that simple. And they offer deals that you simply can't get anywhere. Listen to this. 40% off United States Postal Service uh, prices and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. And with their switch and save feature, you can quickly compare carriers to find the best rates every time. They make it super simple. So stop wasting time going to the post office. Go to stamps.com instead. And there's no risk and no commitment. With our promo code 3Martini, all one word, you can get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in all one word, all spelled out, 3Martini. That's stamps.com, promo code 3Martini. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. All right, Jim, our second good martini is uh, another head-scratcher. Joe Biden has tried this. Nancy Pelosi has tried this. And now Joe Manchin is trying this. I don't know why they think this is somehow going to browbeat Republicans into doing what they want on the infrastructure bill. But Joe Manchin is now the latest saying that uh, you've got to uh, pass the bipartisan infrastructure bill or you're not going to get the $3.5 trillion uh other spending bill where the Democrats get everything else they've ever wanted to spend money on. It's a two-track system. You got to get one on a bipartisan level, and you got to get the other one through reconciliation. And if that can't happen, you know what? We're not going to spend these trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars on either bill. So there, stick it in your pipe and smoke that, Republicans. Jim, I don't understand why they think that puts any pressure on Republicans whatsoever. Greg, first of all, I'm I'm just picturing Mitch McConnell saying. Your terms are acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You want to tank both deals? Let's tank both deals. I'm fine with that. The other thing is, and, you know, I suppose this is now an extraordinarily politically incorrect reference, but, um, Greg, I'm just reminded of Blazing Saddles, where Cleveland Little (laughs) plays the sheriff, takes himself hostage and uh, forces everyone else to put down their guns by putting the gun to his own head. That's kind of what Democrats are doing here. And you're kind of left with the situation of like, eh, go ahead. You know, what, 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 you know like, you've, you've vastly overestimated how much Republicans want to pass this. Yeah, there's a kind of a, um, uh, you know, they, there are certain re- infrastructure projects Republicans would like to, uh, to pass. And the other great irony is that if this goes down in flames, you're going to see, you know, it's not like it'll never, ever, you know, go back to the issue of infrastructure again. My guess is if talks fall apart, Democrats will try to pass it all by themselves. They pro- might not get there, uh, depending upon uh, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, and also whether you can get 218 House Democrats, because what the House progressives want is pretty different from what the more centrist House Democrats want. But maybe they get all done and then, OK, OK, they're, they're fine. They resolve the, the issue of infrastructure and Democrats will get a partisan win. More likely, though, they're going to get a, uh, a situation where they have a uh, that goes back to square one. Nothing gets passed. And then the Republicans can actually go back to getting a bipartisan deal and not having to go along with a Republican uh, with a, you know, this these second massive spending deal that basically is full of Democratic work. Wow. We are full of political incorrectness today. You mentioned Blazing Saddles. I see this and I think of uh, Br'er Rabbit and uh, Don't Throw Me in That Briar Patch. Uh, because this is exactly what the Republicans would what would love to have here. Is that, yeah, go ahead and go ahead and uh, deploy that nuclear option. Oh, wait, we can't spend uh, five, six trillion dollars at all. Okay, anyway, on to the next thing. Uh, but we'll see what the uh, 
what the Democrats end up doing here uh, and whether they have the option of uh, playing out the clock till the next fiscal year and give themselves a little more flexibility. I'm not an expert on that, but uh, we'll see what uh, what uh, options they have in front of them. Anyway, while we're waiting for uh, some sort of resolution on these massive spending bills, we can at least be comfortable. Uh, and that includes not only great pillows and great sheets, but also fantastic towels. And that's where my pillow comes in. Love these towels. I talk about them all the time, obviously. They're big, they're soft, they're fluffy, and it's amazing how fast you get dry with these things. I mean, I know that's what towels do, but uh, the MyPillow towels seem to do that even better than, than the others. So wrap yourself in nothing but the best with the MyPillow towel set, and right now you can get it at a huge discount. Each set is two bath towels, two hand towels, and a washcloth two-pack. The towels are made from proprietary technology that makes them highly absorbent. And they're soft to the touch without that lotion-y feel. They're made with cotton grown right here in the United States. They're available in a variety of colors and sizes. They're machine washable, and they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee, as well as a one-year limited warranty. So visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code MARTINI at checkout to take advantage of this great deal, or use that code when you call 800-874-0104. The MyPillow six-piece towel set for only $39.99. And while you're there, take advantage of the deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets and the MyPillow premium pillows. MyPillow.com or call 800-874-0104. All right, Jim, on to the crazy martini. And as promised, Andrew Cuomo, I'm not sure that was the greatest idea to tell you that we're going to be talking about him. Hopefully you stuck around for it anyway. But Andrew Cuomo's brazen arrogance. We always think we've seen the the limits of this, Jim, but uh, apparently we haven't because uh, Cuomo is now declaring himself to be the person who truly gave us the facts and the honest truth throughout the COVID pandemic. And uh, I think we're going to have a pretty extensive counter argument here, but here's what he said on Monday. As I sit here, I have told you the facts on COVID from day one. Whether they were easy, whether they were hard, I told you the truth. Really? Was there an order that everybody had to go back into nursing homes, even if they were COVID positive? How many people died in nursing home facilities? Uh, Jim, I almost expect Andrew Cuomo to go out there and say, I am currently urinating on your leg But you ought to believe it is raining. (laughs) First of all, Greg, that's a surprisingly good Andrew Cuomo impression. That that where did where's that been for the past eighteen months? Because that's really good with that the pitch, the voice of it goes up and the it's like a roller coaster. It goes back down. Um, So I want to make the observation. uh, Two useful observations. The first is I suppose you could say. Yeah, it was pretty honest of one of Cuomo's aides when she said to Democratic state legislators in New York, the reason they didn't disclose the information was because they were afraid the Department of Justice would investigate them. That's pretty honest. Right? You know, it's why they're being withholding information, which is not honest. But that that aspect, you know, behind closed doors, Democratic lawmakers. And I say that tongue in cheek. I think the most interesting interpretation of this, though, comes from Allah Pundit over at Hot Air, who makes the observation that, like, the only way, like, like this is so shamelessly, this is such a shameless lie. The Cuomo, like, must be now at the point where he's convinced himself that it's true. And there, this comes in the context of uh, Cuomo's team starting to leak that Tish James, the state attorney general, uh, wants to run for governor. And he'd previously been insisting that this was 
uh, the full investigation of his sexual harassment claims was going to fully exonerate him, and this was all nonsense, and, you know, never mind the fact that at least one of the cases was on photo, and all of these women worked with him, and none of these women have much of an incentive to try to trash him. Um, and also, apparently, they're claiming that uh, you for, you know, former Manhattan U.S. Attorney Preet Bharara uh, was thinking about running a primary challenge to him, too. So all of a sudden, the Cuomo team is going after anybody who could have any type of law enforcement role or oversight over him. Boy, that does kind of indicate that maybe there's some pressure over there, that maybe there's some nervousness that Tish James is going to come back and not say, oh, no, everything's fine. This is all a bunch of innocent misunderstandings. Andrew Cuomo's a swell guy. Maybe Tish James is going to look at this and say, yeah, every one of these women's claims is credible. Everything they said checks out. We have every reason to think that Andrew Cuomo is a notorious, repeated sexual harasser of women who work for him. And that'd be very bad for him. And that would not be the exoneration that he promised. And that, too, would not be very honest. But uh, some of us are less than fully shocked at the prospect of Andrew Cuomo, uh, you know, uh, being less than honest, despite what he's insisting right now. In his very sing-songy voice. (laughs) You know, on the one level, you're like, oh, some Democrats might run against him. And then it's like Tish James, who wants to declare war on the Second Amendment, and Parit Bharara, who's uh, pretty much turned into a liberal hack as well. Uh, pro tip, uh, at no charge to Bharara and James, to have a discussion. Pick one of you, because uh, if it's all three of you, Cuomo's going to get the nomination, and he might get it again anyway. And honestly, I'm not even sure which would be the preferred winner of that primary, uh, given how horrible all three of them are. So, uh, Jim, I guess we have uh, bookends here of of deep blue states with terrible governors that uh, voters and lawmakers have a chance to get rid of, but they might survive anyway. Yeah. At this point, Greg, I'm just rooting for injuries. <laughs> uh, it's a nice foreshadow. It's like that Tampa Bay, Oakland Raiders Super Bowl. I just, I, there's nobody to root for. So I just, you know. <laughs> Do as much damage in the process. Somebody's got to win. Ah, you can tell Jim's got training camp on his mind. Jim, great day as always. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Greg. Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg Columbus of Radio America. Thanks so much for being with us today. Do subscribe to the Three Martini Lunch podcast if you don't already, and please tell your friends about us as well. Uh, we're very grateful for your kind reviews and your five-star ratings. They're very helpful to us, so please keep them coming. Also, uh, remember to get us on those home devices. Just say, play Three Martini Lunch podcast. And don't forget we're on Twitter. Follow him at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a great Tuesday, unless you live in California or New York, because your governor's not changing today, probably. Uh, And join us again on Wednesday for the next Three Martini Lunch. Hi, it's Dana Lash, host of The Dana Show. Every day, I'm here to keep you up to speed on the most important stories and info that you need to know in your very busy life. And if you're always on the go and you want to stay connected, just download our daily podcast and take it with you. It's a great way to get up to speed on what you need to know and what legacy media may not be telling you. Visit DanaRadio.com and click on the podcast link or subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.